Welcome to the Amongst Men podcast, a podcast where men talk about the shit we're not talking about. It's time to get real. It's time to get raw. Let's get started. On this episode of the Amongst Men podcast, my good friend Eddie Gray joins me for a conversation about his journey from being a personal trainer to a well-known music composer and producer. It's a rich conversation about the internal struggles that we go through to bring ourselves out into the world and the importance of having a purpose as a man. Enjoy the episode. Eddie Gray, thanks for joining me today. How are you? I'm well. Thank you so much for having me, man. Yeah, it's so good to, uh, as I said before, we flipped on the red light, that it's just good to hear your voice. Um, it's just good to 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 break digital bread with you. <laughs> it's oh, been man. it's and it's been a while. I mean, we have uh, we have such a great history together because, like, my introduction to who you are um, was you know just kind of getting smashed in the face with some of your music, <laughs> and nice. having my heart burst open by some of your music, um, which is you know part of you're just your raw gift and raw talent um, is what you've been able to do with music. But I know that um, whenever you're creating something that, you know, the finished product, what actually gets shared with the audience is just the tip of the iceberg, or it's the, it's the fully polished dish that, you know, in the kitchen maybe was a bit messy and maybe had its own journey. And I kind of wanted to pull the curtain back today on, what it's been like for you in your musical production and com being a composer in that journey to the kind of life you're living now and kind of how you got there and, and what it's like now being in a post-pandemic world. Um, do you mind sharing a little bit about kind of what you do on a day-to-day -day basis in, in music composing and production and, and how is the pandemic changing either the music you're creating or how you're creating it? Okay, so every day is a little different because I work with different companies. I have like, you know, private clients that I'll tend to. Um, I don't really know what's going to happen. That's my favorite part of the job. For example, yesterday I was working on like a Disney rock kind of tunes. Um, and that requires me to sing. And so that's something that I have in my toolbox. You know, it's not something I'm, I'm like leaning on these days, but I know how to do that. And so then I have the tool necessary, you know, but you know, I, let's see, right before that I was making um, like tension music. So if you've ever seen uh, something like Mr. Robot or um, uh, what's that great show that was on Cliff Martinez was the composer um the kind of that like drama like some like drama and the, tension music yeah the nick so mm -hmm. if you ever watch shows like that there's this underpinning of danger uh, anticipation you know they a lot of the times they call it ticking tension so th there's this feeling that something's about to happen mm -hmm. and uh, you know it's something that i've learned how to how to master at, at, at some level and um it's weird man it's like i just I just rely on myself. Like I know I can do it. And um, 
it's such a lesson in letting go and surrendering. I mean, just like life, you know, we, we just have to keep letting go and, um, and, but hopefully not just let go and, and have there be a negative connotation, but you get something back as a result of the letting go. And so what I get back are these songs, you know, and they've been carrying me for the last seven years. I've been able to make a living doing this and man, mm -hmm. it has not necessarily been easy. There's been really great times, big contracts, big deals. And then there's been times where, you know, I don't know what's going to happen next. Um, mm -hmm. It, it's just such a sacrifice like you know you have to love it uh in your bones like recently i just upgraded uh, all my music gear you know like i have like such a dream setup i'm, I'm so grateful but you know <laughs> it, it it's it it costs me everything like uh, like um not just i'm not even talking finances i'm talking about my the the level of attention to understand what the gear does mm. you know like how to set it up um the the dedication to learn how to use it like it, it, it just requires all of you. Like there is not a portion of me that is not outside of these four walls. I'm, I'm currently in my studio and it's just, uh, I'm always blown away at the level of dedication. If you want to be the best of, at what you do, you know, which I currently feel I am. I feel like I'm a, a big fish in a small pond uh, mm. and I'm, I, I'm trying to become the small fish in the big pond. And so that's kind of where I'm at now, but yeah, every day is a little bit different making different music. Um, sometimes I help other people mix their music. I'll have artists come in and I'll try and realize their musical vision, right? Something that I've had to learn how to do. It's like, I know how to do that for myself, but what about for somebody else? You know, how do you bring their vision to life? Um, so yeah, there's never a dull moment. Uh, in fact, I would say it's, it's like an uphill climb. You have to like to climb. You have to like to, to work and, and, you know, lay a brick on top of another brick because, it just almost seems like the work is never done and you just have to let go of it because the deadline is here. But yeah, man, it's, uh, it's been quite the ride. I think there's so many parallels to many other professions, um, and many other endeavors. And I think as men, we, at least I feel like I grew up with a, and I, and I adopted a mindset of pursuing success or achievement, um, for some external validation mm. or some some picture in my mind of what success looked like you know it looked like being able to afford a big house and have a nice car and go on vacations and have a family and there be no money troubles whatsoever like i had this very simplistic mind worldview of what success looked like and i think what you're talking about is that the creative process or becoming a master of your craft is the more fulfilling expression of your professional life. At least that's what I'm starting to, to discover in my own endeavors is that the work is never done and you have to love the climb and you have to be willing to put one brick on top of another and that be the destination. And that cliche saying that the journey is the destination, which sounds like so much bullshit and so many other, uh, if you see it in your Instagram feed, <laughs> but, <laughs> but in your own, but in my own lived experience and perhaps in yours, that is what it's like when you are, when you've taken on the assignment of being a master of your craft, then what there is to do is to master your craft. And it's not necessarily about some point in the future that you will achieve. It's not to say you don't set goals, but that it's about the climb. It's about the journey. Um, 
when you said earlier that you sacrificed what it sacrificed, what have you had had to sacrifice to become a big fish in a small pond? So I've, I've done what people do in 20 years. I've done in seven or six. Uh, I just had my anniversary, November 21st. And, um, congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, it was, um, it was awesome. I had people send me flowers, people like, cause I announced it to the world, you know, I, that's, that's <laughs> one of the reasons why I think I've been able to do stuff is because everybody that I come into contact with, whether it's my Uber driver or my barista or, you know, the president of whatever company, I, I tell them I compose and I produce music. Oh, really? Well, what do you mean? Oh yeah. I, I had a rap artist last week. They came in and I produced a song for them. I also did a, you know, some songs for the show snapped and I did some songs for MTV or what, you know, so if you don't announce it, that's, that's a, such a detriment. Like you, you're losing so many potential, even if you feel like an imposter, you know, which even still to this day, I have moments where I'm like, why am I doing this? You know, mm. but I love it. So look, the bottom line is my desire for music far outweighs my desire for the flesh, for uh, alcohol, for drugs, anything like my desire for music outweighs everything that this world has to offer. And I feel that's the reason I've been able to succeed. So you asked, like, what have you given up? Well, um, I there was like four a four year period, Ed, where like I literally didn't sleep. I had four hours a night, two hours a night, one hour a night. There were, there was a couple of times where I was trying to make it. And I had these opportunities to write the main title for some shows on some random uh, cable television stations. And it didn't, it didn't even pan out, but I would stay up like a day or two, like not kidding. I would stay up mm. 48 hours, 24, because my desire was so strong to win. Of course, after that four year period, there were some, some sacrifices, you know, like you, you don't go through that kind of battle and not get scarred so like at the moment I'm, I'm i'm working through some back issues i've got two bulging discs mm. and i just went this week actually i just went to get a prp which is like a procedure where they shoot you up with your own blood and they they run your blood through like a, a centrifuge and it spins and it creates this healthy like you know amazing epic blood wow. i don't know if you've heard of it yeah no. i know yeah and and so then they shoot you back up and I feel pretty darn good. I'll keep, I'll keep reporting back to you as the next couple of weeks go on, but um, it's been such a blessing, but you know, my back went out as a result of those four years, you know, cause I sat so much and I slept very little. And of course I, I was, you know, trying to exercise and, you know, I was eating too much and I was just doing the best I could, man. To, and I had a baby as well, you know, Havana, my daughter. So it was all just, it was a lot. Yeah. I mean, and, and, and it's interesting to see that trade-off and 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 trying to find balance between pursuing our endeavors and and I and I love the framing that you give it that you know music is is so embedded within who you are and it is so the driving force of your life and I think for a lot of men that is completely missing mm. at least I can relate to like I didn't have a driving force in my life right. my or at least my I did my driving force was to look good <laughs> my driving force was to get laid to be significant but yeah exactly my driving force was to be somebody <laughs> and and let me tell you man that that right there is the detriment of all of the men that i know just a quick uh to be transparent with you 
all of the fr- the friends that I have and who are real with me, they actually tell me the what's going on. Man, they all watch porn. They all, you know, mm-hmm. rub one out in private away from their relationship. Mm-hmm. Uh, and to me, like I, you know, I'm no one to judge, but I don't do that. And it's it, again because the music is more important to me. And so, if you don't have that that why, if you don't have that purpose, it, it, it's a losing battle, man. It's like it's like the cheesecake is in the in the in the refrigerator in the freezer. You're gonna eat it sooner or later. But because I ha- I keep going back to that well and I keep envisioning who I can be, you know, I mean, look how far I've been able to make it in seven years. I think about the next seven, like I'm seeing big things for myself. Like when mm-hmm. I envision it, I, when I see that guy, because I, you know, this guy was who I wanted to be seven years ago mm-hmm. uh, when I was a personal trainer and I was waking up at four in the morning to train two clients. And then I would come back home and work on briefs for music so I could try and get some new business there. I didn't and even I know go- that about you, that you were a personal trainer. See, dude. I know you so much as music that oh, I never dude. knew you were a personal trainer so, before. Yeah. So prior to this, I was a full on personal trainer for 10 years. Wow. Yeah, full on, like, you know, had the shorts on, the armband, the whole nine yards, man. And yeah. before, and, and, and I believe you told me once that in childhood, that music was a big part of your life. Uh, yeah. But, you know, it sounds like you kind of went down a certain either career or income path. And then, you know, you got, you found a way back to your passion. Um, that's long, powerful. Yeah, long story short, I, um, I tried making it as a kid, you know, 11, 12, 15, 18. I played restaurants, I played coffee shops, but you can imagine the, the money that was coming in mm-hmm. from those pursuits. And then um, long story short, I went, um, I started reading a couple of books that started leading me towards a new path. One of them was um, a book by Aleister Crowley, who is a Satanist, and I would, I would never really read these kinds of books, but the book landed on my lap. And so I thought, okay, let me just see at least what he has to say. Uh, because I feel like if, if uh, you know, if you're not informed, then that's, you know, that's not an intelligent choice. Like at mm-hmm. least just, you know, be aware of what the man is saying. So he starts talking about the correlations between all of the various prophets that have ever existed, you know, Muhammad, Arjuna, Jesus, Buddha. And he starts saying how they all took this pilgrimage for 40 days and 40 nights. And then I closed the book. That was the first or second chapter. I then closed the book and I said, okay, this is what I wanted to read. And uh, I'm going on this trip. I just decided. So for 40 days and 40 nights, I went up to a place called Angel's Camp. I shaved my head. I didn't look at myself in the mirror for 40 days, 40 nights. And I, I was on a quest to find out who am I? Like, what is this all about? You know, I grew up in a very traumatizing background, crazy parents, like alcohol, drugs, the whole nine yards. And um, I knew that I had to seek out answers elsewhere. I was very aware that my parents were not the source of truth. And so I just started reading books, you know, as early as like eight, nine, 10. I was trying to comprehend big words like, you know, distinguish and, uh, you know, correlate and stuff like that. So I would just have the dictionary right next to me, you know, to try and understand. And um, anyway, when I went on this trip, man, what I discovered after, uh, you know, 40 days, 40 nights, I was eating very little. I mean, I didn't have, you know, that much cash at the time. So I was just trying to, you know, I was eating like one cliff bar in the morning and like, you know, some soup with like a canned soup at night or something like that. But those were some of the best times of my life, you know, because I was so pure and um, nothing, 
you know, like nothing, um, like money wasn't the determinant, like, um, mm. you know, power status, it, my own personal fulfillment just came from inside of myself. And those are, you know, when I talk to you about trying to go back to that holy place, that's what I talk about because mm. every time I come out to this external world, you know, I always, I'm always met with, I mean, you, you see the news, you see your feeds, like, it's just like, what, what are we doing here? Why are we creating this? You know, yes. it's, we don't even know awful. we're creating it. It's like, we, we don't, we're not even conscious <laughs> that we're creating this. Yeah. It's, it's, it just seems like a grand illusion. So I just turn off all the noise and I, I go back to a place that that is home for me, which is music. So when I was, you know, at that trip, 40 days, 40 nights, I, I analyzed music. I, all I did was sit down and I read uh, the course in miracles a night, but all day I would just analyze Marvin Gaye, the red hot chili peppers, I, all of Sting's catalog, the police. Um, I just would analyze what they were doing, chord progressions, harmony, instrumentation. And that's really when this whole thing began for me because I realized that I, you know, had a gift that I had a natural intelligence about music. Mm. I, I, I don't know how I do it, but it, but it's there and I hear it. Um, and I've spent my, all my natural adult life trying to put it into words and trying to create a cohesive message to tell either fellow creatives um, or at least inspire some of the people in my life that, you know, I care and I love about, but Man, it's, it's difficult to put these things into words because um, it's not always linear. You know, it, it isn't just always one plus one equals two. And, and that's the hardest part because, you know, before music theory was invented, I, I don't know when the year was, but Pythagoras invented music theory, right? So before this gentleman actually formulated this concept, we still played music. And how, do, how did we do it, right? There was a natural intelligence mm. And that's the part that I'm very attuned with. I'm still kind of wrapping my head around advanced theory and all these other concepts, but I know the other stuff in my bones, man. It's weird. It's so powerful to think about that, that, that hero's journey that you're describing and going through that and that we all would benefit from going through that. I mean, at the end of, the, at the end of our lives, there won't be anything that we will take with us that we've accumulated during this journey but yet this life presents us with such an opportunity to create. And you mentioned one of my favorite books, A Course in Miracles, and that's essentially the divine gift that we have been given is the ability to create. It's the ability to actually create something. That is how we are made in a higher power or a spirit or a God's image is our ability to create. Um, and you don't have to believe in God to realize that you can create things with your own mind and with your own passion, your own endeavors. And that that is in some circles and in so at some times during my own life, the, the answer to the question, what is the meaning of life is to create. It's to actually pursue something and bring something out into reality and have your creations uh, go forth and live on. And that's the A Course in Miracles teaches that very spiritual principle that from within you create and what comes out is a creation that is yours and you're part of that whole cycle. Um, and you basically become the creation itself. Um, so it's, it's so powerful to think about that journey that you went through and the willingness to go and question yourself and look within and then what just naturally came out, what was there all along is music. Um, and it just sort of starts flowing from you. And I think a lot of men, to your earlier point, are coping with inner turmoil 
with negative substances and negative energy, whether that's porn or alcohol or sugar, you know, those things can, those substances can be used in, in negative energy. And then that kind of thwarts their creative process, creating anything. And you don't have to be a music artist to create. I've started right. to see that business is a creative endeavor. And yes, basically life is a creative endeavor. <laughs> um, and that that's the opportunity of life. And yet we get so hooked into these stories and narratives about what success looks like. And we get hooked into fear that we kind of we lose the magic of what it is to be alive and what it is to be human. And it sounds like over these seven years, you've gotten connected into that and plugged into that. Um, and it is nonlinear because you said you've become who you wanted to be uh, seven years ago, but I'm sure the journey that it took to get there was something you could never have predicted how you actually how the dots connected i'm sure it just doesn't even Never. make sense at times no no i mean really if i if i could go down that road it none of it made sense uh how i got connected to my big break when i composed for the emmy award-winning show born this way or i just did the kim kardashian documentary justice project and the music for that i mean the, it, it's so unreal to me but i'm but i'm seeing my resume build and i'm seeing how mm everything has been influenced by my decision to fully commit and and just you know one last thing about you know the the trip the because the, the two things i got out of the trip at the end of it all um a lot of nights of meditating a lot of nights of crying to be honest uh was that number one i have a lot of love to give i i didn't know that about myself I, you know i knew i was a gentle person i knew i was sensitive i knew i was weird um, you know, I had a lot of uh, eccentricities that I was like very aware of. Now I've learned to become an adult, but back then, you know, I was just a completely open, you know, wound. But the second thing that I learned was that we're not meant to be alone. Because after that 40 day period, I was like, okay, I am ready to be with a human being. Like I, mm. I yearned for that connection and that unpredictable quality that, that happens, you know, that chemistry that occurs. And so, yeah, man, it was, it was, I'm going to do it one more time. I pray to God that I could do it one more time before it's time to go. But, uh, you know, I have a daughter right now, so I don't want to leave for 40 days and 40 nights. Maybe when she's a teenager, it's, it could, it's probably a bit more palpable, but I, I'm not trying to traumatize her, but I'm gonna, I, I do want to do it one more time. <laughs> Especially if you shave your head and <laughs> come back uh, looking very yeah. different. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I feel like a couple of years, she'll understand, okay, my dad's kind of like a monk, and uh, he needs to do this thing for himself. So uh, yeah, man, it, it's, it's, um, it's been such a trip. Um, the thing with my back has uh, really allowed me to tap into being vulnerable. I haven't felt vulnerable, because like, in my 20s, you know, I was, I felt like I was Superman. So mm. um, this Emo forget about the physical this emotional vulnerability that i've been able to <laughs> make friends with has been like super humbling like i, I don't ever see myself ever being big-headed any again because of the like i've had to start from ground zero i mean there was days where i couldn't even walk you know so i've had to learn how to build myself up and and become positive like some like this morning even i got up and i was a little i, was, I could see myself like hey i'm not in the right space and then i just I stood in a power stance for 10 minutes and that mm -hmm. kind of got me going. Like literally I just stood up, hands around my waist, 
for 10 minutes and after like then I start to feel powerful again and I remind myself of of who I am um, or at least who I can become right because maybe we may not be naturally like that we may have other programs that are in place but these are things that we can start to implement over time it's and and that's interesting to think about because the ability for us to impact our own mental physical emotional and spiritual self is we have a lot of raw power there and our ability to interrupt whatever path we're on and create a new perspective for ourselves is is, is innate within us i don't always want to take that medicine sometimes though to be honest sometimes I, I i sometimes i know what i need and i don't want to take the medicine i don't want to um, you know meditate i don't want to get perspective i don't want to take the, the the breath work and do the deep breaths that I, I know will help me, but I'm still kind of stuck in this. I'm almost getting some juice out of being stuck or being negative. And it's and it's kind of I'm noticing my own upper limits in my right. own life now where I'm not even willing to allow myself to feel good, even though I know exactly what to do. I'm highly trained in how to put myself into a state of mind that is going to be connected, happy, healthy. Um, but sometimes I don't even want to do that. It's like, that, there's a, there's a, a self-infliction that I do. Wow. Why, why, why would you do that? It just seems like that's, that's easier or more convenient. Um, I think at the end of the day, I just get to be right that things aren't working the way that life isn't turning out the way I want to <laughs> <laughs> just get to, you know, have my pity party, um, and, you know, continue to, inflict wounds on myself to feel justified in that this isn't working or I'm not satisfied with this. And, and so when you're saying that it's a good, it's such a powerful reminder for me personally, maybe for others listening to, to take the reins of your own psyche, <laughs> to take the reins of your own experience of life and know that you can impact how you feel in a positive and healthy way. Um, and that allows for so much more to come. Um, and I will give myself some, some credit or at least some, some compassion that mm. this pandemic has thrown me through a whole journey that has been very challenging, you know, you know, being, going through a, a journey of letting go of one career identity and starting an entirely new business with my fiance, parenting my child through all of this. Um, and just going through life has presented me with challenges that, are subtle that I didn't realize were going to affect me so much. Uh, totally. So I think I have to continue to cultivate compassion for myself, which is part of the missing ingredient that sometimes I don't want to take. I don't want to be compassionate towards myself. You just want to be just, hard. I, yeah, exactly. I just want to push myself out of this experience, and and then that, and then I also blew my back out. <laughs> oh really? Uh, yeah. After Thanksgiving. Um, I, I injured my back doing a online exercise, uh, like group class. Um, and for the entire weekend I was incapacitated, um, uh, could barely move. And, and it's a chronic injury from when I was 18 that I've always had. And it is a, a kind of barometer of my limits. It's like, okay, if I push too hard, then my back will start to, to hurt. And this is probably the most aggressive re-injuring of my of my lower back that i've had in probably six or seven years wow um and you know most of the time it's not an issue but it's just knowing my limits and now i know why i do yoga 
yes. <laughs> and I don't do CrossFit uh, because I just my body is not able to to handle that. And that's okay. I mean, it doesn't have to be the, the best regimen is, is that, you know, which you could sustain for 10, 20, 30 years, you know, I mean, as long yeah. as you can, well, I'd love it's to get... all about habits, man. It's all habit, you know, that, and real, real quick before we transition, like, especially for the musicians out there or anybody in any craft, it really is just a habit. So, you know, I've been practicing guitar every night. Um, and you just, you just, you get so good after a while, you know, it's hard to explain, mm. but like that, that virtuoso performer that, you know, you can be, whether it's a speaker or what have you, so long as you practice it, even if you don't feel like practicing, but you just put a system in place. Um, Cause there's, there's nights where I don't feel like practicing, but I have this thing. It's like, I do 30 minutes and then I go to bed. You know, it's, it's not a big deal. I could do 30 minutes. I can, you know, learn a new song. I've learned uh, recently Hallelujah and uh, <laughs> that Elvis Presley song, um, Falling in Love. You know, it's it's just a system. So anyway, yeah, just, just keep the system going. Well, and, and that's one of the questions I wanted to ask you is you mentioned like creating a vision of yourself in the future, you know, who you could be seven years from now if this was the last seven years. And so you've got that vision in mind of who you want to be and where you want to, what you want to be creating and offering to the world, who you want to be working with. And then there's, you know, putting alongside that is the, what you said earlier at the very beginning about like the grind or the, the putting down the bricks and, and, and enjoying the climb. How do you balance those two states of mind or ideas? Uh, how do you create a big future and yet still just be focused on the present. The way that I've been doing it, that's been working for me. And I'll, I'll just preface this by saying that I think you have different formulas and different solutions for different times and seasons of your life. So I know this is not going to work later, but for right now, this is working in such an amazing way in the morning, before I get up, before I start the day, I, I have a, um, uh, like an affirmation that I listen to. And so I have these Bluetooth headphones. And so before I do anything, I just put them on and, and, and I go through this 10 minute meditation and mm -hmm. that's my time for big life, big dreams, goals, you know, um, uh, just, just exciting adventures, that kind of thing. And then I tap into just regular life again you know, today, what's going to happen today. And then I go through my, my day. And then at night I do it one more time. So right before I go to sleep, after I play guitar, I'll um, listen to the same affirmation. And it's, it, it's like a bookend and it's a nice way to start and end the day. Mm. Um, and that seems to be working, working for me because, you know, I could stay present. I could do what needs to be done on this day. And then yet I could still, because I, I feel like there's just so much more in me. If I didn't think so, then, you know, why, why would you do it? Right. I mean, you have to have this, this, this belief. Otherwise, what's the point? You just, this is why a lot of people quit, you know, because they don't believe they can do it. Mm. Um, and even if there's like a little lingering doubt, they're still willing and courageous enough to fight it, you know, or stupid enough to fight it, depending on how you look at it. <laughs> I mean, seriously, it, it, it's a tall order. I mean, sometimes this music stuff, man, it, we're, we're making something out of nothing. It's, it's really crazy. But when it's done right, it is one of the most beautiful. In fact, for me, and, and this is obviously not saying anything bad about other facets of my life because I love the other parts of my life too. But for me, it's the best experience that this entire life has to offer. 
It's mm. just that 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 moment, that brilliant moment when it all comes together, you know. So yeah, that's my system right now. That's and and I will be adopting that tonight. <laughs> that sounds like something you I can. Let me know. That's what I need to be doing. And and again, it's like I know those things. And it's like and then and then there's no substitute for the actual habit and the actual work and how much it can change your perspective. It's interesting to hear how you balance that just in your daily life to not necessarily get ahead of yourselves and get ahead of yourself. I think the creative having a goal or having a a future that you're living into is one that's created is so important because we are all living into some kind of future. There is a predictable life that is out ahead of us. And if you don't create it or manifest it or envision it, then you will just end up with whatever future you were going to end up with anyway, which is probably just more of the same. You know, you'll just be kind of going along in your path. But what you're doing is actually creating a bigger picture for your life that pulls your craft forward. It shapes you and makes you uh, a better composer and producer. And just like you said, you bought all that equipment because there's a new level of mastery that you're now embarking on. And I think that is so pure in in what it means to be a human being that you're just creating that next level of mastery and that that is part of the joy of life i'm inspired by you as always um to to apply that into my own life um but i I was wondering if we could transition from speaking about this to actually sharing some of the music itself we've spent you know 35 minutes talking about music i was wondering if there's a piece that we could share um, that, you know, you think is kind of on your mind right now, something either you've created, uh, for yourself or something that you've been a project you've been working on. Is there a piece that would be good to, to share? Yeah. So I've got, I've been writing a bunch of music lately. Um, it's funny how it all spawned, but it's, it's, it's pretty dark. And, um, I, you know, man, I, I feel like there's a lot of just old ghosts that I've had to talk to lately and let go of and um so yeah this piece is called survivor's guilt i did i didn't even know why i called it that and then the more i i started writing it i realized that there's a tremendous amount of guilt that i feel Mm. um because you know i kind of i i got out of the ghetto you know i i I made it uh Mm. to some degree and you know there's a lot of people that didn't you know i had a couple of cousins pass away recently um and it's just it's just so strange to kind of still be the only man left standing from all the people that i've ever met that have done music i'm the only one that's still doing it Um, wow yeah as a kid as a kid of course i've met you know adults who are super awesome and capable um but yeah man so this song um just you know you're you're listening to some old ghost all right let's take a listen
Wow, with that context that you just laid up, that that those sounds are so evocative. There's so much power there. Um, wow. Wow. So what is there, what is there to say about, about the journey of creating that? How did that come out of you? Like I said, I, I, I just started with a couple of notes by the finger, you know, and little by little, you're just kind of taking the stroll mm. and then you realize that you you're in too deep and you're, you know, the praying mantis is like, has it's, ca you know, uh, captured you and like is eating your head. And then now you're completely committed to that process. And, uh, yeah, man, I mean, you know, I, I, I miss being a kid. I miss just playing to, to play because it's fun. Now, it, like this thing owns me, mm. <laughs> you know, like, like, like I have to see this all the way through. There's no other choice anymore. At least before I was like, I used to, I used to do this exercise, Ed, where I would say, cause you know, I didn't know I was going to make it dude. I, I really didn't. I mean, I, when I was a personal trainer, there was a lot of doubt for, for a couple of years. And I, I remember thinking, okay, What's the worst that can happen, Eddie? And I said, okay, the worst that can happen is I'll be a personal trainer until I'm 65, 70, or something like that. And uh, I'll, I'll probably own my own gym at some point. It makes sense. And then, you know, I'll have a couple kids and then I'll pass away. And I thought, you know what? It's not that bad. I mean, it's really not that bad when I started really looking at the reality of what that mm -hmm. was. And I thought if I can come home and I could practice guitar, which is what I love to do anyway, why does it have to look a certain way? So I let go of the attachment of being successful. And then I just started really committing to the craft, you know, when I would come home after my sessions. And that's, that's strangely enough when it all started to happen, when I just let go of all these concepts and ideas. I swear. It's yes. Weird. It's, no, that, that, I think that universally applies. It's almost it feels like, I don't want to call it a law to add significance, but it seems like some kind of, um spiritual principle or just observation of how life works yeah when man let, when you let go it can finally happen and and that's what i did i just thought that's not a bad life you know there's nothing wrong with being having a vocation that is x you know and so um i just became infinitely curious in in what i could do and then that's what led me. And I thought if I just, if I live this life that's dualistic and I come home and I work on music, what's wrong with that? Mm. There's nothing wrong with that. That's a fair, honorable life, especially if you're truly dedicated. Um, and so, you know, I still, I still, you know, I, I'm, I still have friends that are personal trainers that wanted to be actors or, you know, and it's hard, man. I, I don't know what to make of it in my head. I don't know like why I did it, why I made it. And so the only constellation is is while i'm here uh you know do my best to take it to the next level but also contribute to the lives of other what i like to call the modern creative which is essentially uh, the person that finds himself with a laptop a computer and and the literally the the entire world of technology um at their fingertips mm. there's no excuse now you have every tool every mastering tool mixing tool available to you and very affordable and so my, I have a new purpose to help these kinds of individuals. And, I, and I've been doing it, by the way. I just helped, uh, you know, one of my clients, she, uh, she got a song placed on The Young and the Restless on CBS. Uh, wow. Another one, yeah, another one just got on Hulu. Uh, another guy had a GoPro. And so, you know, it's like, I, I, I feel like, okay, I'm here. 
so what can I do with this? And, and uh, inspiring others seems to be the only ticket out of this, the, the, the pain and, and the, you know, the, the kind of serious nature of the, survive, the survivor's guilt. Yeah. Is there anything more to say about that, that period in your life when, you know, growing up in the hood and not really seeing how it would turn out and now looking at, you know, I don't know if you would say you're still early in your journey or midway through your journey. Um, but is there anything, anything else to say about that, that time or, or the survivor's guilt that you do experience um, that came out of that work, out of that song? I don't know. You know, it is, it, I'm, I'm very close to it. So mm. it, it helps to talk about it, but, I, but it's very uh, prevalent and it's, it's uh, substantial. I mean, I, I feel it. It's a day to day thing that I'm like, why are you like, we just bought a house, you know, it's like, why are you here? Like, why mm. did you get to do this? And then there's still people. And, you know, like I said, my cousins passed away, which were, who were younger than me, by the way, which I thought, wow, this is insane. And they're, you know, they didn't get a chance. They didn't, why you know and I, and I just kind of go over it oh and, and then like I said the only thing that brings me that comfort is just helping other people because it's you know they they get a kick out of like this guy did it how was he able to do it and then mm -hmm. I I walked them through my system I walked them through uh, my my philosophy my approach you know how I always get in peak state before I start my day and so these are little things that I help you know with people that I console I also have an online music academy where I basically, you know, teach my system and, and help other people like me that are on the path. So, yeah, man. It sounds like that's, and it is a, a very, at some time, at, at some points, helping others can be a, a soothing balm to our wounds. Um, and sometimes they can be the true medicine that we need um, mm. to reframe what is, perhaps a, an unanswerable question. Why, 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 why did you, why are you the one that gets to buy a house? Uh, and your cousins, unfortunately, are the ones that pass away and went on a different path. I mean, the, the answer to that question is, is maybe not even out there. Um, so I can appreciate being able to give to others, you know, can soothe wounds, but then also, you know, when fully expressed can be what actually has it all make sense and has it sort of like, well, perhaps this is why, <laughs> perhaps this is the answer to the question is you have this raw innate connection to music and musicality and music theory and what is possible with music, even in my own direct experience with you, is how much you impacted me with your words and with your music. The songs you have pl played in front of me, the music you have shared with me has deeply impacted me personally, ongoingly. And we've collaborated on many projects together and the work that you do is so beautiful and it reaches into me and changes me. Um, so perhaps that is why you are in the position you are in because of what you've, what you've been able to share with the world and will continue to share. Yeah, I also think of Napoleon, thank you for that. I also think of Napoleon Hill's book, Think and Grow Rich, he says, uh, if you can't solve your own problems, then go out into the world and solve other people's problems, mm. or at least help, right? Because some problems are just just their problems, and they have to work that out. But but yeah, that, that seems to be a, um, a worthy life to me, you know, helping individuals and caring. Yeah. You know, there, 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 there's, there's, there's always room for, for 
individuals that really care. Um, just recently, I, I uh, kind of exposed one of the snakes in my business. Um, I did, I, you know, I kept it classy. I didn't overdo it, but I told him, I said, if I catch you lying again, I'm going to expose you to everybody. So please, I'm letting you know, do not lie. Because mm. if you do, I will tell the world and everyone will know that you're a fraud. So um, we need more people that care. That, that's what I'm trying to say. And uh, we need less of that old model, less of that uh, tyrannical, just BS. And we need loving individuals uh, to, to roam the world, you know, uh, mm. just and, and, you know, they even if it starts small, like, but, but one by one, you know, and eventually, hopefully we start to create a new Instagram feed or whatever's relevant at the time, you know. Do you have any, any thoughts on how that shows up in the experience of being a man in, you know, the Western world? Um, if you talk about just this more caring and loving being, uh, and more of them out there in the world, what do you think about what's happening with what men are struggling with collectively or individually with yourself or, or what you see in your own circles? I will say this, something happened to me recently that really kind of, you know, slapped me in the face. I was speaking to a homeopathic doctor and she kind of serves as both a homeopathic doctor and just amazing psychologist coach. She has a, the greatest ear, you know, and could just really talk to you in a, in a deep way. And she started explaining to me that you're very lucky. And I said, why? She said, most of the men that I deal with in my business, she said about 98, 99%, they don't have purpose. And she says, it is, they're suffering. She says, it's, it's amazing to see all of them because they don't have a purpose. They're lost. They don't know what to do. And so they lose themselves in vices. And look, Ed, I, I always keep it real with you. I have very strong inclinations towards vices. When I say very strong, I'm talking 90, you know, really powerful agents that are mm -hmm. inside of me day to day. But as I said, the, the purpose outweighs the lower base emotions and, and the lower stuff. So it, it's hard, man, because I, I see that, that men are struggling. And again, they're hiding, you know, they're, they're living kind of these double life. I don't live a double life. My wife, she knows who I am for better and for worse, of course, because I am not always, uh, you know, pleasant to be around. Um, but she knows who I am. Mm -hmm. She knows that's the guy. That's who he is. I know all she knows everything about me, dude. I don't hide from her. Mm -hmm. And um, I, that can be scary because of course, what if she doesn't accept me? What if you know, we end up falling apart and um, but I would rather live that kind of life, man, where I'm just being real with myself. And so, you know, to those guys, you know, and, and friends that are hiding, I, I just, I say, you just bring it to the table and, and ultimately a, they accept you or B, you could turn that bad stuff, you know, in quotations, bad into something good. Like, uh, perhaps you can change your obsessive nature towards porn or food and become, an incredible carpenter or, you know, become really dedicated at something because it's just, a, it's just another energy, right? So if you could just transmute it somehow, if you can figure out how to do that, which most men start to do over the age of 40, hopefully some at 50, but then you can do something and be effective and, and, and live a pleasant life, you know, because 
what's the point of living if we're just going to war, you know, when we're in bed, when we're talking to our, our, our spouse, our partner, when we go to work, like it's all just war all the time. Shouldn't, isn't the point to be able to come home or, you know, go outside of your office for most of us that are inside now um, and be in peace. Is, isn't that the crowning jewel is to experience peace in my eyes. Like, otherwise, what's the point of having a relationship? You might as well just, you know, go out there and have fun all the time. Wow, so, you, just, you filled my cup so, so well with, with that. It, and, and so beautifully said purpose being this missing ingredient. And, and what I'm hearing that you're saying is, or, or something to add to it is that as a human being and as a man, we're taking up space, you know, we're accumulating energy, literally consuming food, but also consuming information and consuming ideas and consuming relation. Like we are consuming energy and it's going to come out somewhere. It's going to come out in, and if it's not directed towards a purpose, it just gets, it, it leaks out or it gets, you know, kind of shouted out or, you know, you, 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 you bang it out. However you get that energy out, it's going to come out. So why not put it towards a purpose that's healthy, that leads you towards something that is worthy of your life instead of what is just some living a, an empty life. Um, or a meaningless life, something instead of living something that's created. Um, at least that's what that's what I'm hearing. Absolutely. Adding to what you're saying. That's Absolutely. beautiful. I so appreciate this conversation. Um, and in terms and just in terms of wrapping up, you've mentioned a couple of ways that people work with you and engage with you everything from, you know, uh, you know, music uh, artists and organizations to individual creators what are some of the projects or initiatives that you have going on right now that you know people might want to follow up with you on or how to engage or or connect with what you're working on yeah so essentially i have three sides to my business one i'm a producer and so if anybody has any kind of musical vision i can bring it to life so i'll have singers come in here rappers um, we do stuff, you know, via Zoom or what have you. So that's kind of one side of the business, bringing somebody's musical vision to life. And with that, you know, I've done voiceover work. Uh, I mean, I've done so many different things, man, because you got to remember all I wanted to do was do this full time. So mm. when I was a trainer, it was like if I got anything, any by any, I just needed to feel like I was it was somewhat relevant, mm. you know, like I, I could do music. And so. If you look at my body of work, you'll see commercials, you'll see uh, trailers, you see all sorts of stuff, man. Um, so that's the first part. The second part is I'm a composer, which basically means that I write custom music, uh, mostly for TV these days. Uh, but, you know, it, it ends up in a lot of different places. Um, so I have a lot of like private clients and publishers that I work with. And then the other part is uh, uh, consultation education. And so, you know, I'll consult uh, corporate clients, uh, just regular laymen, you know, doctors, uh, people that like want to do music, but they don't know how they, they want to make it a part of their life, whether it's subsidiary income or whether it's a full-time thing, uh, but they just don't have a path. And so basically uh, I started a business that creates a path and it's called hfmusicacademy.com. And so that's, there's educational content in there. There's weekly classes that we do to help them master their DAW, the mixing and mastering as a craft and then the, the business of music licensing. 
And so these are the three facets that I'm currently working on. Uh, tr believe me, I, I, I didn't formulate it this way. It just seems that it, it works, you know, at this at this juncture. I mean, it's part of the discovery of what you're creating. And all of a sudden there's you can help other people and all of those endeavors help other people in some way, bringing, bringing someone's music to life, enhancing a piece of creative work that's already uh, been produced or helping students uh, actually uh, go on their own path for creating music. It's, it's, uh, it's beautiful. Uh, we'll link to all of that in the show notes so people can contact you and, uh, and, and connect if there's something that speaks to them. Thank you, bro. So good to, to hear you and be with you. Um, yeah. And I, I really hope from the bottom of my heart that you're doing well and, you know, just one, one foot in front of the other, my friend. Yeah, thank you so much. Well, I look forward to speaking with you again very soon. I hope you enjoy the rest of your day. Okay, brother. Happy Saturday. Thank you. Bye. Thanks for checking out this episode of the Amongst Men podcast. If you like this episode, please give it a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your shows. And if you have feedback, topics you want us to cover on future episodes, or a question for myself or any of our guests, please go to anchor.fm slash amongst-men to leave me a message. I can play those messages out live on air and answer them directly to you. So go to anchor.fm slash amongst-men to leave feedback, ask a question, or suggest a topic for conversations that men aren't having anywhere else. Stay strong and be well. Thank you.